0: Welcome to episode 123, one, two, three of the Half Point Per Podcast. I am your host, Evan Riggs, joined, as always, by my co-host, Dalton Willie and our producer, Johnny Fam. Johnny, do you notice this, this brand new light Dalton
1: has just really, really lightening up his room over there? Um, no. <laughs> to those who don't believe, there is a light.
2: Well, if he has... Do you want to see a light? It does exist. Tune into the YouTubes.
0: <laughs> it's just like the skinniest light. Before we started the pod, Dalton Dalton told us he had a new light, and we we're both so confused. Turns the camera over, and it's one of those really skinny LED lights. So Dalton uh, still podcasting
1: in in mostly the dark. You know, just like Arthur Smith's lineups, I'm in the dark. We don't know <laughs> who's starting when. You know, you had a real chance to transition us to the spooky theme
0: of the podcast, In the Dark, Halloween, trick-or-treat segment going on, got a skeleton over my shoulder over here, uh, Sully Skelly, I believe is the name given to him by, by my wife. Um, it is a, a Halloween-themed edition of the Half Porn Per Podcast. We'll start with Who's That Pokemon, not not a halloween theme thing there, but... We've got a little segment called Trick or Treat, which more or less is a Halloween buy or sell, basically. But before we get to any of those things, Dalton, you did actually mention the first thing I wanted to at least complain about in this podcast. And that's Arthur Smith. That's B. John Robinson. That is, uh, everyone who's listening knows, I'm sure Bijan plays, I don't know, what was it, 10 snaps, maybe?
1: I think it was one, wasn't it?
0: i don't even remember it it was it was a couple and he got one touch and we didn't know anything about these headaches he was having until after the game and and we kind of talked about this just uh, amongst uh, the three of us in our group chat but i know arthur smith has like Built this whole reputation for himself that he clearly loves of being a fantasy football curmudgeon. I don't care who you want me to give the ball to. All I care about is winning games. Never mind that, like, if you're going to spend top 10 picks on guys, you probably, and they're actually good players, you should probably want to get them the ball. But that's always his thing. And so that's why he's not getting any benefit of the doubt here. And with as big as fantasy football is, with as big as gambling is, you know, some sports books did refund the Bijan bets, but some did not. Like I have no dog in this fight, no Bijan, in any lineups of mine, but like how many people lost their matchup because of this? How many people lost real money because of this? Like the NFL has these injury reporting rules in for a reason. And there's already some kind of investigation being launched. What comes of it? I don't know. We'll see. But it's just really, really, really frustrating when something like that happens. And it wasn't even that he never played. You know, he did play. He did get the one carry because oh, that's just the way the I don't know if they were in two minute drill, but that's just the way the the offense flowed at the time. Or he gave some BS answer
1: like that. Man, it's just I, I've I've had it with this dude, man. I really have. Yeah, I mean, I really recommend anybody to go look at yards per gretch. He had a a nice long. Write up in stealing signals this week about Arthur Smith. I mean, sums up the guy is just a bad person. Uh, the reporters just asked him about, hey, why didn't Bijan, you know, get more playing time or anything? And he just immediately goes to fantasy football. It's his, you know, straw man scapegoat argument. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, clearly, first of all, the NFL has pretty clear guidelines on reporting injuries. If anybody remembers, it's been like five years since they got rid of the. What was the third tag? It was questionable. Probable. Like, they used to have another one. It, 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 it was probable. It was probable, and the Patriots would like list yes. anybody with an injury as probable. That way, no one could. Do it. And the NFL got rid of that because it was clearly causing a lot of issues. Uh, and I mean, with the amount of money the NFL puts into advertising gambling, you cannot reliably trust. Arthur Smith to tell you who's going to be out there in the field, which it's not even a competitiveness decision at that point. It's you're hiding your hand and you're being a forceful liar. Like I, the guy sucks. Like he well, really and, does.
0: And and then, like you said, to to turn the question about it to scapegoating fantasy football, it's like, no man, like people, like you're, these reporters are asking this because yes, your team won, but also fans of your team Want to know why the eighth overall pick,
1: who is awesome, wasn't on the field. Like, you, you know, like it, it's just, yeah. I mean, people pay to be in the stands to watch a guy who's drafted eighth overall. It'd be the same thing as just going out there. And I mean, if the Chiefs just one day were like, ah, Mahomes had a headache, guys, couldn't make it. So putting in our backups for the game. It's absurd uh, for fantasy owners.
0: There's no, there's nothing there's nothing you could do. Like I feel that, terrible. I just I, I I just got to say I feel terrible for anybody
1: uh, impacted by by Arthur Smith. If streak. you followed Evan's rankings, I'm just saying Evan said don't draft him as a top twelve or a top twelve pick. So
0: that's true. I you can I I, blame I, I, I I did also say he is prone to
1: migraines. So yes, yes, that was I was actually in Matt Waldman's rookie scouting report. You can buy it for twenty dollars every year. It's very good write-up, very concise.
0: You know, and then kind of to the the other side of this with uh, the Cardinals and all Keontae Ingram. This one is like less uh, deceptive, more just annoying, but also a little bit deceptive. I know these coaches don't care what's out there on their depth charts, but if you would have pulled up a Cardinals depth chart Sunday morning. Guess who was listed as the RB one on the depth chart?
1: Was it? It was what Keontae was it? Ingram.
0: Uh, and and guess who took? I think it was one snap in the entire game and zero touches. Keontae Ingram. So you know, like, and I know that one is not getting refunded by any sports books. I did some Twitter sleuthing and a, <laughs> and am seeing people trying to to fight that battle and, and currently losing that battle because he did he did play. It just wasn't the real. You expect So yeah, you know, we always talk about can't predict usage, yada, yada, but you know, like uh, not even, not even like v- his lines at Vegas were like third, you know, 39 and a half rushing yards. Like not, not even Vegas saw this coming. Um, again, didn't, I have my team didn't start him this week. So like was not impacted in that way, but it's just annoying that you have a guy who's listed as the RB one, the depth chart, and then just flat out that that's just not true. And they're saying it's a game plan thing. So now we're like, okay, like, is he going to be back this week? And also there's the extra layer of annoyingness is you have Matt Waldman saying, oh, Ingram was pretty convincingly and convincingly pretty, pretty easily the best of the three backs when they all played the week before. Damon Williams, he had second and then uh, DiVercato, he had third. And he basically called the Cardinals running backs coaches, one of those dumb running backs coaches that gets caught up in speed and nothing else.
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly the answer to fantasy football is don't start the best players, uh, <laughs> and you, you'll profit. I think that's the only way you can do it. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but league mate Noah Grant for the Toledo Tanks really took that to heart this week when he bit <laughs> Lamar Jackson for two by Lova. So that was him really taking that to heart, and I, I yeah. think that's the answer going forward is start the worst <laughs> players on the teams and see how it turns out.
0: You know, um, we'll have Sean McVay featured in a uh, in a drop later. Um, but I will say, at least they gave us a a little leak before, where we we kind of were warned. Nobody was burned by by Zach Evans playing him now, as our thumbnail indicates. Were you burned if you spent Fab on him and needed him this week? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But at least you knew you could bench him, you know?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Hopefully no one out there listened to us last week and took our advice and everybody just went and picked up Daryl Henderson because we knew that was going to happen.
0: Yeah, we'll see if it continues to happen. All right, Dalton, let's get to a little who's that Pokemon for anybody unfamiliar. Dalton and I each have two players. We give a couple of hints on each one, and the other two people are trying to guess the player. Last week, you know, we have... Hundreds of guys, not hundreds, probably a hundred guys we could pick from, and we had an overlap last week. So let's try, let's try to avoid that this week. I will let you go first, Dalton, but not before. Who's that
1: Pokemon? All right. so the first one here, I'm not giving what he's ranked, because I think that's how Johnny got me last time. Uh, So, you think Johnny knew exactly where Adam Thielen was ranked? I think it, it really, no, it was the second one he got right off the bat. I don't remember. Uh, uh, all right. This guy, he's a wide receiver. He plays in the AFC. He has a 19% targets per route run, which puts him in the top thir- 25th percentile of wide receivers who start in two wide receiver sets in the NFL right now. His average A dot is eight yards, so not super deep targets. Uh, he has 20% of the team's air yards, and only 33% of his targets have been end zone targets. Despite all of that in PPR, he has four top thirty finishes and two top eighteen outings since. Christian Kirk? No, you're on the right wide receiver position, though. He is a slot. He's a slot boy. Uh,
0: other slots. I mean, like Deontay Johnson's too few games for for this, right? Like you, you don't do Deontay. No, Johnson. I, I
1: didn't try to pull the wool over your eyes. He's played <laughs> every game this season.
0: Uh, he's every, a small
2: boy, <clears throat> Nico Collins. No, Nico
1: Collins plays the X. Although both of you have been in the same division, that's going to give it away, but it, it is in that division.
0: In that, I mean, are, are we Josh Downs?
1: It is Josh Downs. You are correct. Yes. And despite all of that, Josh Downs is currently available on 60% of uh, redraft rosters, uh, and he, he's been a pretty consistent slam. He also plays the second-worst slot defense in the NFL this week and out-targeted Michael Pittman for what it's worth last week.
0: Yeah, uh, Pittman kind of expressed some frustration about that, so that was interesting. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more Did about that. Did you see that.
1: Pittman today, though? What no. No. They asked him about it again at the press conference, and he's like, honestly, I'm a poor sport. We lost the game. <laughs> I've always been a poor sport. He's like, it's fine. Like It'll work out. He's like, I'm wor- trying to work on not being such a poor sport. But That's fair.
0: That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, uh- well, we'll talk a little bit more about Downs uh, later in the show as well. And all right, on to my first one here. Who's
1: that Pokemon!
0: All right, this guy is a quarterback. I'm not even going to give a, a conference yet. If you need it after one guess, I can. Um, quarterback whose team has a negative drop back rate over expectation in all but two games. Two of the last three games have been a positive drop back over expectation rate. And without like giving away his rank or anything... I'll just tell you this guy is a fantasy starter at the quarterback position.
1: I thought I had it, but now telling me he's a fantasy. I was going to say Desmond Ritter. Um,
0: no, although the the Falcons are passing a little bit more as the season goes on here. Yeah,
1: well last two games he's had like forty or fifty dropbacks, so
0: um, maybe that's why Bijan's head hurts. He's gotta gotta watch that guy pass the ball. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Okay, so they run it, the ball a lot.
0: He's a, he's in the AFC. We'll, we'll narrow it down.
1: That really leads me astray. Um, <laughs> he's a fantasy starter. There's so yeah. many fantasy starters.
0: I, I I think my next two hints will give it away. So I'll, I'll give one more here. Top five in EPA per play at the quarterback
1: position this year. Is it Lamar?
0: Yep, Lamar Jackson.
1: Ooh, I almost did Lamar. I didn't know they were negative in drop back expectation.
0: But two of the last three weeks, that has shifted.
1: That's wild.
0: So we're, you know, we we talked a lot about this offense. By the way, Lamar's the number one graded PFF uh, quarterback right now. I don't love PFF, but that was gonna be my my final hit in case you had seen that stat somewhere. You know, we talked a lot about this offense, what we thought, what we thought they could be under Munkin. And you know, the start wasn't ideal. The receivers have been in and out outside of Flowers. You know, Andrews and Clear the pass catchers. Obviously, Dobbins hurt. That's changed a lot of things, but we are starting to see this offense kind of evolve into what we hoped to the last three weeks. They've been throwing the ball more. And I I don't remember what the stat was um, that, that I heard recited. But if you watch the game, you know that Lamar, I don't think he threw into a single, like what would be defined as a tight window coverage throw in that game against the Lions because everybody was, so wide open which does a lot about the offense uh the the scheme and also the guys who are actually playing in it had a great game and I say all of this to say maybe there's hope for one of Odell or Rashad Bateman to not be like every week fantasy starters but we're about to do some heavy bye weeks like maybe maybe one of those guys if they can step up a little bit as this offense ascends can kind of find themselves in a in a bi-week fill-in role.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would hope it would be Rashad Bateman, but uh, it looked like Odell ran more routes yep. in the game. Uh, and looked, I mean, he looked fine. He's not old Odell, but he's way better than some of the other guys were starting out there. And yeah, this this Ravens offense is like hitting its stride. It took a little while to get things figured out. They've had some weird games. Obviously, the drop's a bit a concern. But I'm, I think... If you were asking me today, other than the Chiefs, I think that the Baltimore Ravens are probably the contenders for the AFC yeah. title. Uh, and I know that's probably not popular right now, in the have tough division, but they're they're a crazy team. Their defense as well. Their defensive coordinator is probably going to be on a lot of head coaching gigs at the end of this year.
0: Yep, I agree. We have a question here from Wizzy Jefferson in the chat, and uh, I think it's a good one because it's something we should probably talk about with Kyler Murray uh, practicing today. The return looks like it is coming. He has Stroud and Fields at quarterback. Should he drop Fields for Kyler or keep starting Stroud? Uh, this is really tough.
1: <laughs> it's well known how I feel about Fields. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I would drop Fields. It's really concerning that it's his grip, it's his throwing hand, and he still can't grip a ball. Yeah, and We've seen guys return, like Deshaun Watson returned and clearly wasn't 100%. Uh, And you you don't want to struggle with that. Boy,
0: they are really wanting us to know today that he was not 100% in that game. This was not healthy
1: to Watson looking like absolute garbage. And they don't regret signing him to a fully (laughs) guaranteed contract. Uh, I would drop fields for Kyler I think Kyler Kyler went healthy has been a top four fantasy points per game quarterback in his career like he's insane Jonathan Gannon has made Joshua Dobbs look like a really good fantasy asset and Kyler yeah. Murray has all the rushing upside Dobbs has and has a way better arm and, I would and, buy and James,
0: James Connor coming back in a couple yeah. of weeks will, will help that offense too um, I, I'll say this first if these are your only two options, I would choose the option of dropping fields uh, for Kyler. Um, with that said, if you're just going to drop fields, is there somebody like I know his value? This is sounds like a, a one quarterback league, no IR, um, probably fairly shallow benches. If he's having to make this choice, um, is there somebody out there who you could get like a? you know, uh, a fringe starter at receiver for Justin yeah. Fields. And then is there somebody worse than that guy on your roster you can drop? Now, maybe none of that is possible with the makeup of your team or your league, but th- those would be avenues I'd be uh, looking at as well.
1: Yeah, if you have two tight ends, I'd just drop this, the bench tight end this week. It would yep. be my other advice, unless it's someone crazy. Uh, but yeah, all in all, in a vacuum, I would pick up Kyler. I think once Kyler's healthy... He's going to be right back to that top, you know, six fantasy value. And outside of two games, Fields really hasn't done that. And then Stroud's been a fine starter, but he's yeah. nowhere near what Kyler Murray is now.
0: Yeah, and he—he—he's Stroud is probably going to be a better NFL than fantasy football quarterback because yeah. he, he doesn't run the ball very much.
1: Yep, I agree. All right,
0: let me find our drop here.
1: Who's that Pokemon? All right, I'm not going to give you the conference this time because it's more fun this way. All right, this guy is the team's wide receiver, too. I'll give you that. Despite that, he is 40% of the team's targets, 39% of the team's air yards, three top 12 performances, and only one performance outside of the top 24. In that game, he did get injured and then he did miss a game. Uh, those are the first ones I will start with.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard I, I think I already know the answer to this. Is it Jacoby Myers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Jacoby Myers.
0: You can go ahead and g- g- give. It, sorry, give your other Jacoby Myers stuff. I know you
1: were you were no, leading to no. it, but I. I <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, I mean. His targets per route run was above 20%. In his entire career, he's never had a targets per route run below see, 18%. See, where, yeah, where, anyways. where you went wrong, it, it didn't bite you the first time,
0: but where you went wrong this week was, you know, we're talking about Devontae Adams later. So I had Jacoby Myers stuff fresh in my mind because I, I was looking at the Ravens. See, R- I make these the before R- I look
1: at who we're talking about. <laughs> well, that seems, that seems like poor preparation, sir. All right, next week you guys are really going to hate it when I pick the team's <laughs> RB3. <laughs>
0: Oh, God.
1: Who's that
2: Pokemon? All
0: right. This guy um, has been a wide receiver one this season. He has a 77% success rate versus man and 75% versus press man and 72% versus zone in reception perception. So he has been a number one receiver in fantasy football and by the matt Harmon test he is profiling as a number one receiver in real life nfl as well through last week's games he had 11 forced missed tackles on receptions which was first among all wide receivers in the nfl this season he is in i will not tell you the conference unless you need it after this
2: Jordan Addison. No. Is it DJ Moore?
0: No, not DJ Moore. <clears throat> okay, we'll go.
1: It's not Putin. Puka. Puka does not force miss tackles.
0: Right? No, 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 not Puka.
1: AJ Brown.
0: You're you're close. It. <laughs> okay, so he's in the he's in the. I say close. You're close in player type. Kind of surprisingly, that that's the fun part about. He's a big this. boy. Uh, I, I I would I would call him an X. Yeah, it's is it Nico Collins? It's Nico Collins.
1: Okay, technically, I know I know he's not a top twelve right now because I was looking at leaders. He he had his bye week, which put him to thirteen.
0: Mm, I I when I looked earlier, he was eleven. But maybe I was looking in uh in 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 uh standard. Well, maybe I was looking standard yeah. instead of half point. Okay, but still,
1: yeah. I love um,
0: The The, the hit I didn't want to give because I sent you a tweet that was unrelated to, well, not unrelated. That was a that was about Rasheed Rice, but also mentioned the Nico Collins stat that I have right here. That through last week's games, he's tied with Debo Samuel for the most yards after the catch per reception at eight, and then he also has eight point five yards after the catch per reception, which is first in the NFL. Rasheed Rice. Third in the NFL in that stat, by the
1: way, behind uh, Debo and Nico Collins. Yeah, what Nico Collins is doing is incredible. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Hayden Wiggs, who works at Underdog, tweeted teams that throw over the middle more often. And I think the Houston Texans were the second highest, which is yeah. where uh, Nico has just been absolutely killing the game.
0: Oh, yeah. We've uh, we've got a Calvin Ridley discussion to uh, to kind of talk about some of that stuff in the bad way later.
1: Yeah, but no, Nico Collins... Uh, for some of us, he was la- last year. He was one of my breakouts. Yeah, uh, did not break out, did break out this year. Uh, third year wide receiver breakouts are still a real thing in the NFL. Was,
0: was he on your sleeper list? I feel like he was on a list before this season. The
1: sophomore though. breakout Oh, this okay. year. He was probably on another list. Yeah,
0: we've 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 definitely been Nico fans on the show. Uh, third and yards per route run in the NFL right now, which is just I, I know yards per route run can be a, like some people find it a tad fluky uh, Kadarius Tony rating so well, and that stat is a probably a little bit of an example of that. But, you know, I, I, I listened to uh, Nate Tice and Matt Harmon, which I didn't know was a podcast combo that happened this week. I'm going to have to go find that full podcast, talk about Nico Collins. And Nate Tice talked about how, like, he had no idea that Nico could do all of these, like, in-breaking routes with the explosiveness that he's been, that, that he's had this year. And it's just, it, it's been truly Awesome to see C.J. Stroud be good enough for Nico Collins to to do this this season.
1: Yeah, well, and then you have his counterpart, Tank Dell, who's, like, getting massive yards per separation on every run. I mean, that that offense is really fun, and it's probably going to be fun as long as they have the same coaching staff there. So excited for the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, well, Nico Collins is even more yards per separation per run. I think, actually, Rasheed Rice was ranked pretty highly in that, and that was the tweet that I sent you. Rasheed Rice was, like, tied with Zay Flowers, and Keenan Allen, which was not exactly what I was expecting. I don't know if that is scheme or otherwise. But, okay, we'll move on to the trick-or-treat portion of this podcast. A little Halloween by So, before we get to that, though, uh, a little fa- favorite Halloween candy when you were a kid? Was there, like, a candy that you were extra excited about when you
1: when you walked away from neighbors neighbor's house? God, we do this every year. And I have to always say it. And I get ridiculed. But it's candy corn. God damn it, fellas. It's so good. Candy corn is the preeminent. Candy corn and peeps. Oh! <laughs> this is some psycho behavior right here. <laughs> it is spooky it? Look, if you
0: are a person that likes getting candy corn in your trick-or-treat bag over like a Reese's pumpkin, you are out of your mind.
1: Uh, I, I strongly disagree with that.
0: You don't, like the, you don't like the Reese's pumpkin, or you don't like Reese's,
1: or what? what's the issue here? I would take an entire trick-or-treat bag of candy corn. Even the candy corn pumpkins, though, slap hard, too. <laughs> and go home ecstatic, and I'd eat the entire bag in
2: one sitting if I could.
0: Johnny, uh... How about you? I I know it's a more normal answer am, than that one. I am one.
2: so disgusted with – I I feel like I always forget that Dalton has this as, as like, stick or a bit.
0: Yeah, I – when I was going to ask this, I, I was also going to ask, like, a least favorite, and I was going to say candy corn, knowing that Dalton doesn't have it at the bottom. <laughs> I forgot that it was, like, the preeminent candy.
2: Uh, I mean, I didn't really have, like, a favorite. I feel like just kind of like any, like, full-size. That was, like, ooh. like ooh, yeah. exciting, Or um, it's, like, those, like, Tootsie Roll, like, fruit cheese. I, oh,
0: yep. Those. Those, those are always ooh. good. The, underrated because I couldn't even tell you, like, what. Like, I, I'd never see them anywhere any other time of year except in a Halloween candy bag. Yo, those, oh those, those yeah. are good. Let me, that that reminds me. So, do you guys have trick-or-treaters at your house or apartment ever? Yeah. Yeah? So, we went out uh, over the weekend and t- to buy trick-or-treat candy. And one of the bags that we ended up not buying because I, like, let's be real. Like, we're, we're going to eat half of the bag that we bought. So, we have to get something that we like to. Um, one of the bags that we were looking at had Gobstoppers in it. But it didn't have... Ooh. It didn't have other stuff that, that I really want, that we really wanted, so we didn't get it. But I was like, oh, now I just want a, a box of Godstoppers. Like, let me let me just buy some on the way out. Like, we were in Target, so we went to the candy aisle. None there. It's like, okay. Um, we On the way out of that area, stopped by a gas station. Still none in the gas station. Then, on the way home, we went to Walgreens, which, like, Walgreens has... If Walgreens doesn't have it, then it just, you know like you're just not gonna find it. Walgreens didn't have Gobstoppers either.
2: See, I I feel Gobstoppers are like the Walmart one dollar bin of candies. I feel but, like the only but, times I see
0: them. But Alex even looked at Walmart the next day when she was just out, and they weren't there either. The you know the only place they can be found right now, Amazon. Amazon, but you have to buy a twelve pack. I don't want a twelve pack of Gobstoppers either. That or you have to pay a lot of money for one box. Apparently, that is more valuable than a twelve pack. That is I, insane. How, how, like how? What? What happened? Where? Where did the Gobstoppers go?
2: <laughs> what happened is a great question. Um, there's no way to find out. So.
0: Uh, so, keep you guys updated if I decide to order a 12-pack of Gobstoppers on, on Amazon. On Amazon <laughs> I already told Alex, if, if I did that, I would have to uh, have her hide the other 11 boxes and not tell me where they were and only give me a box like once a month. Yeah,
2: I, uh, I bought a box of uh, or a big bag of candy, and I opened a uh, Snickers bar, and there, mm-hmm. was, uh, there there were razor blades in them, so make sure, you, <laughs> make sure you check your candy bags before you give them to children.
0: <laughs> on that note we do have a question before we get into the actual trick-or-treat segment that we'll touch on real quick from joe i am not going to but 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 a uh, Foucault um trade cooper cup for a-chan and jefferson i guess i'm assuming justin jefferson he has stefan diggs and etn and is currently five and two yes,
1: yes. <laughs> okay Okay. Uh, I'm gonna time that with you. Yeah, you can weather the storm with that one. Uh Jefferson and Cup are like one to ones. And then A chain.
0: I think when Jefferson comes back, that will not be true though. I think Jefferson will be firmly above Cup.
1: Well, even then if you factor in the next three games you have without him. Uh fair one to ones at, at a minimum at a maximum. And at a worst, you're getting like I don't know, .75 of Cup. But regardless, and then Achan when he's back. Wild. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw Moster didn't practice today with the hip injury. It is yeah. Veteran Day, so for what that's worth. Uh, but I mean, if HN comes back and Jefferson's not or Moster is not healthy, I mean, to the moon with that guy.
0: Yeah, you know, um, we're going to be talking about running backs pretty quick, uh, like Zach Moss, Daryl Henderson. Um, so if you can get a, a comparable receiver swap, when you kind of you know take into account the value of more missed time for Jefferson plus get a potential RB one and you're five and two like ETN alone has been two running backs these, these last couple of weeks. Will that continue? You know, can't say, but if you can, if you can get like 15 points a game, at least from ETN for a couple of weeks, like you're, you're going to be okay. And then you're going to be in a position to win your league when, when those guys do come back. Yeah. Because I don't think the Vikings are tanking. I, I, I don't think that's happening at this point.
1: No, if you look at the Vikings' next seven games, they could very well be nine and four.
0: They are going to be in the playoff
1: picture in the yes. NFC. Yeah, so absolutely, Vikings are taking Kirk Cousins and Wave is No Trade Clause. Bunch of fun going on there in Minnesota.
0: All right, without further ado, trick-or-treat, Halloween buy or sell. Let's do
2: it. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons, speak with such a screech. You'll
0: shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shrink. Okay, pretty self-explanatory. We're going to just talk about a player. If it is a trick, that is the same as saying it's a sell. If it's a treat, that is the same as saying it's a buy. With that said, we're going to start with the electric Zach Moss, Dalton. Is Zach Moss a usable running back moving forward? He
1: is, in fact, a a treat. Uh, He is a treat, indeed. uh, First of all, always something to consider is what you got these guys for, and Zach Moss you probably didn't pay much for. Free. Free, yes. Uh, Next... We always forget, like, coaching tendencies change year to year, and the expectation was Jonathan Taylor would just be a dog when he's back. He's still great, obviously, if you watch the Browns game. Uh, But it seems that same Seikin is committed to a, a little more committee. Of an it, was, it, it was still pretty much 50-50. Yeah. And the Indianapolis Colts run the six-month plays per, per game. Their offense, EPA, despite everything that's going on in that quarterback room, yeah. uh is – Eight in the NFL, like they are getting yards and plays. What they did to the Cleveland Browns defense, yeah, just
0: unbelievable,
1: absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, god, forbid, I, bet, I, bet, I, bet I bet the under,
0: I'll just say, I bet the under at 41 doubled down and took the under at 51 when it was seven to seven. And like, what'd they get to? 39 38 was the yeah. final, just unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was the highest scored game on the slate, and the Browns up to that point had been probably
0: that. of the was, season,
1: yeah been the best defense in the NFL. Uh, I know Miles Garrett basically gifted them 14 points, but still yeah. the game was insane, but back to Zach Moss. You now have a quarterback who is not going to run the ball a lot. Take away the rushing touchdown. <laughs> that started I was going to say that was a pretty uh, nice little read option. But he's, he's going to look to check down more often than not. Uh, Zach Moss was involved in 45% of their third downs last week. Uh, him and Jonathan Taylor are essentially splitting it. And then uh, rush yards over expectation. Zach Boss currently is ninth in the NFL. So everything that you like would look for in him is good. He's a weekly flex with bye weeks coming up. He's definitely a guy that you should be on your roster. It should be a guy that you're considering. Uh, I don't think he's matchup dependent even because I think this Colts team can take it to anybody. I mean, clearly, because it just yeah, to, yeah.
0: The, <laughs> to, to the Browns. I am with you, and I think the most important thing outside of the usage obviously. But the most important thing with all of this is what well, you say he was ninth in rush above expectation. Yep. Just I test and you know Matt Matt Waldman said this too this week. Like, I think if Zach Ma if we get the Zach Moss that played in Buffalo, Jonathan Taylor already has 75% of his backfield. Yep. That's not what we're getting. Like we're getting a Zach Moss that has looked better than I remember him at any point in Buffalo. And for people who liked him coming out of Utah coming, coming out of college, um, they're saying he looks a lot more like that guy. And, you know, just kind of a reminder that sometimes there's just that, like, whether it's scheme, like confidence, we we just don't always know what's going on to, to cause these issues. And it turns out Moss, it is still a small sample. We'll see if he continues it, but it is kind of trending towards uh, him being a better player than any of us realized.
1: Yeah, I think that's correct. I believe he has one more year on his contract. So it'll be another year in Buffalo or in uh, Indianapolis, but mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's a better player. Like don't go out there and buy him for some audacious value, but yeah. definitely have money roster If he's available in your league, which I mean, they're so shot he could be uh, do it. Cause it's not like, I think it's Matt Waldman who said it, uh, but it's like a Chubb-Hunt situation where there's clearly a better player on the roster, but both mm-hmm. guys are work
0: and doing it effectively. Yep. And we, we, we think, we don't know, we think they're probably going to run the ball um, a pretty decent amount still.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: All right, let's uh, go a little bit out of order. I should have ordered this a little bit smarter and stick with the Colts, Dalton. Gardner Minshew, is he worthy of streaming consideration rest of season and then kind of as an add-on to that josh downs worthy of a top 36 wide receiver consideration
1: uh rest of season these for me are yes and yes i going to repeat the stats i just gave you earlier the colts are doing things very efficiently on offense they're effective uh shane steichen has a game plan and they execute that game plan really effectively every week uh, Josh Downs has surpassed Alec Pierce, who was the pretty wide receiver two on this offense in targets, in routes, run, in snaps. He is in two wide receiver sets. He actually played 25% of his steps out wide last week. Yeah, like, He is taking away, uh, obviously, his touchdown was, he was lined up out wide. Uh, in a well, two and, out.
0: and a lot of people said this, um, my, myself included, uh, not because I'm, like, doing some uh, hardcore film breakdowns uh, on these draft guys, but he was the best contested catch guy. Like you had Quentin Johnston, who's six, four, but plays small. And then you have Josh Downs. who was probably what? 5'9, 5'9" 5'10, short King. Yeah. And, and very skinny, but can high point the heck out of the
1: ball. And it's physical. And it's just like a, like a little pit bull out there, man. Like he's, he's something. Yeah. I didn't use this and use that Pokemon, but it was my last one for Josh Downs. Uh, his blocking success rate is top twenty-five in the NFL, hmm. which, like, not a crazy stat for fantasy. You're not, gonna like, but but it. to
0: get on the field in two receiver sets that matters.
1: Yeah, uh, guy's an absolute dog. Going to Gardner Minshew. The answer is yes here because the quarterback position in fantasy is like 2012 again. It is absolutely maddening for anybody who's not a top six quarterback. That's
0: fair. I have Minshew as a trick, but. It's very fair to say that because of the position.
1: I just think like
0: it's going to be kind of the typical Minshew ride where we get the big games and then we get the games where it's like, why is this guy a quarterback? Playing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Like, so I think the the season ending stats are gonna look good. You just better hope you pick the right week. And there's really like the Browns, you would not think the Browns the right week. So I think it's, I, I don't even know if it's like a matchup dependent thing. You can go find it. I think it's just an
1: inconsistent player. <laughs> yeah. If you start them, send me a screenshot and I'll send you a bag of candy corn. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I won't talk about this on another guy who's a trick or treat later, but this entire season, if you didn't draft like a top five guy, I mean, Jared Goff is QB seven, QB six yeah. is Kirk cousins. Uh, it, it, it's pretty bad the point disparity among qb8 through 19 i'm stealing this for later one is 30 points overall and two of the guys in the top 19 have missed a game qb13 is justin fields it's, it's pretty bad all around in the nfl so yeah he's a streaming option it, you're just going to be playing matchups with him yeah and
0: you're probably going to get burned but you're going to get burned by all these guys so it's it's fair uh downs is is uh is a treat For sure. Do you want to hear his reception perception stuff, Dalton? Of course. 83.3% success rate versus man coverage. 86.7% success rate versus zone coverage. Like, this guy is good. (laughs) This guy is good. And that's just what it comes down to, to to be fair. Like, he, he he is not that high in the top 36, but he is among options you should be considering every week if you have him.
1: Yeah, and his splits with Minshew in the lineup are he has more targets, he does Richardson. Like, Min, Minshew loves targeting slot guys. Uh, he's a quick-read quarterback. He's a first-read quarterback. And, I i mean, we haven't even got a bye week for Josh Downs yet, so we don't know, like, what he, he is capable of.
0: Two of the last three weeks, he's been um, over 25% target share. Um, he had one spike week earlier in the season, but honestly – Richardson has been hurt so much and left so many games early. That's really hard for me to know when I look back at the game log, which, which games came with
1: which quarterback. But but I know last week it was high, and I know that was going make Yeah, And he's performed regardless. So I, I keep starting him. He's a good flex weekly.
0: Yeah, all right, these next two, I can't help but think I I cursed a little bit by putting them on here because neither was injured when I did this list last night. Both are injured right now, and Brock Purdy and Raheem Mostert, we'll start with Brock Purdy. When he does play next, whether it's this weekend or next, anybody who's missed it, uh, apparently he was dealing with concussion symptoms on the plane, they noticed. Uh, I've seen during the podcast, I think I saw that Shanahan says he still has a chance to play, so, you know, don't know for sure. But yeah, Schefter he, made it
1: sound like he wasn't playing.
0: Yeah, so I, I you would probably I would probably lean more toward he's not playing because it's Wednesday and we're talking about a concussion and they, you know, play on Sunday. So but yeah, Brock Purdy. It's a trick or a treat that this guy is a top ten fantasy quarterback rest of season from this point forward.
1: Yeah, going back to my QB sets, it's, it's a, QB nine. Yeah, it's it's a treat, and I really don't want it to be. Like it is the only reason he's here is because his EPA per dropback is high, and he has like three guys, four guys on that offense who can break tackles and score on a mm-hmm. 10 yard slant route. Uh, so there's just going to be these boom potential weeks where he has four touchdowns. And I mean, he's QB9, Jared Goff is QB7, like QB13 like 13 after the bye week is Jordan Love. Uh, there, there is no real, real good option out there, so he's a weekly start as long as he's healthy. Uh, he's QB10 for me. It's really hard for me to slant twelve guys in there and then to tell like to take somebody out of that top twelve and say, well, they're better than Brock Purdy because it's it, it's all about who they're surrounded by right now and who has the better play callers.
0: I'm going trick i i'm i'm not I'm not about this man i I've said this on the show a couple of times. I've just been waiting for Iowa State Brock Purdy he was he was there in that pick last night, and let me tell you. Iowa State Brock Purdy was out in full force. Not just either interception, which both both were bad. Um when he's getting sacked and tries to, to throw the ball away when he actually his leg ended up down, so it ended up not mattering. You remember did you see that play? Yeah. It's like number one, he it, it was a play where if his leg wasn't down, I th- I think it would have been an incomplete pass, but it could have been a fumble. Like if that ball did not come out of there very cleanly, and, no. and and we haven't seen him make those plays, but we we haven't seen him under that duress. And I think that's the main thing. I think we just saw what can happen when he has to deal with some pressure and just work through less than ideal situations. Like I, I'm not saying he's going to turn to this every game, but I think we've now seen the downside. The upside, I agree with you, but. I don't know, man. I I just I think he was getting re- a little bit lucky with the lack of interceptions through the first handful of games, and that kind of finally caught up to him. And I just I I, fe- I I felt like I was taking crazy pills with this guy because it's like every single you know EPA per play, all of like just through the roof. But it's like I watch him, and it's like he's throwing the guys that are open by by five yards out. Maybe that'll continue, but. I don't know, man. Like it, it, It's not been the easiest last two weeks for that offense. All of a sudden, now I know Cleveland is Cleveland, but the, the Vikings shouldn't be stopping anybody. And maybe, the, I'm not saying the book is out on that offense, but maybe there's enough of a scouting report now that it's time for a counterpunch, and let's see if they can do that with that quarterback.
1: Uh, let's have some fun here. I'm going to give you guys and ask you if you can start them over him. Okay. Jared Goff. Yes. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is two points off of Brock Purdy in points. No. Sam Howell. No. Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Jordan Love. No. CJ Stroud. No.
0: Joshua Dobbs. That's going to turn the Kyler Murray very soon. So. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah. Geno Smith yeah wow okay then you definitely got him out of your top 10 i was getting a little nervous at first but the 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 guys later on made made that a little easier yeah well i was all the way to qb20 so oh god all
0: right we have two more questions we'll we'll jump to it and then we get back to it here first from parker bledsoe start one hollywood brown jordan addison or amari cooper um I don't know matchups for any of these guys off top of my head, Dalton. I'll look that up if you want, if you have any.
1: Yeah, I got, I got their matchups. Okay. okay. Uh, So starting with Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper plays Seattle. It's a pretty good matchup, but I I'm going to ease up against any Browns receiver right now with PJ Walker starting. Uh, So Amari Cooper is out immediately. Uh, It really comes down to Jordan Addison or uh, Hollywood Brown for me. I am leaning towards Jordan Addison Jordan Addison has a tough matchup this week in Green Bay. I don't think it's going to be that bad, though. Uh, So that's who I would go with. Uh, The Cardinals just hit or miss. And the like Hollywood Brown has had targets, and he has the underlying stats there. But I I would rather go with a guy who looks like a a star and has second-most touchdowns in the league in Jordan Addison.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's hard to bench ass with six touchdowns in seven games or seven touchdowns in six games. I don't remember which it is. But it's a lot of touchdowns. I think he's second most. Uh, okay, um, another one here has an opportunity to flip Jones. Uh, I guess maybe Aaron. Aaron, yeah. For DK Metcalf, Gibbs and oh Jones and DK for Gibbs and Pittman. Jonathan Taylor is on his team. I think I would rather have the the Gibbs Pittman side of this the dk's had a weird season the offense kind of had a weird season uh aaron jones had a weird season too like aaron jones to the point where i'm gonna have to see him have a good game before i put him back in my lineup
1: yeah aaron jones only played 37 percent the snaps against broncos in a game that should have been a hit uh for what it's worth the packers offense looks listless against teams not named the bears so that's terrifying uh jameer gibbs I mean, you know what you're getting with him most weeks, which is like a good RB two who's going to get some catches, uh, and my, he's
0: he's going to be an RB one when Montgomery's not in there. Yeah.
1: And then going back to our Colts talk, like I just have a lot of faith in that Colts offense. So I'd rather start a guy there than I would uh, DK. And like you said, that's been a weird season for the Seattle Seahawks. And then uh, DK, uh, sorry, uh, Jones. Just I don't want the Packers. I, I really don't want to deal with it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Cohen, we'll get to your question. Dalton Kincaid is a topic very soon here. We're going to kind of breeze through a couple of these guys. Raheem Mostert. Dalton, trick or treat Raheem Moster as a top-12 running back from this point forward? So nothing he's done up to this point matters for this question.
1: Uh, Treat as long as he's playing. Uh, I mean, there's no one else on that team. Man, that... we're disagreeing a lot. I like that. I mean, I, I can't see how you fight it. That Dolphins offense gets things done. I know they've played some bad teams, but they're going to continue to work like some of this weird like wishbone offense stuff where he's getting orbit motions and getting a blocker the wide receiver downfield. I, I'm just gonna continue to bet on that touchdown upside he has. I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know he's also been effective at breaking tackles and has not looked like a 31-year-old running back. He's actually only broken six tackles this year. Six more than he's tied with James
0: Conner, who hasn't played for two weeks. And That's missed and, and missed a half a game, which speaks a little more highly of Connor than Badly of Moster, but but yeah. um By the way, I, I was looking at that broken tackles ranking for this. Javante Williams only broken four tackles this year. If that kind of tells you where where he's at compared to where he was. R.I.P. or king. <laughs> um, I think the thing with Moster is you know, it's not like Moster has been a different guy this year. It's just been the situation has been unbelievable. This is the same guy. He's just, number one, stayed healthy, which is a, you know, that's a big bet you're making the call top 12 running back from this point forward is he's going to keep staying healthy. And then, you know, number two, like I said, the broken tackles, it's like fine, not terrible, but not not good. Like it's, you know, it's fine. Yards before contact per attempt, 3.8. So like when you're doing that orbit motion stuff, you're able to get that head of steam. He's worked really well in that. We'll, we'll see if that continues. My concern is that this offense has done – phenomenally against the bad teams but when they have played you know when they've basically had to pick on someone their own size they've kind of got picked on themselves like the bills back when the bills weren't completely decimated on defense were a good defense and that did not go well against the eagles they scored 10 points and the eagles were missing guys in the secondary uh for that game too i know the front the front is really really good but i have Some concerns about them against really good defenses, and they do have a couple nice matchups, but they also have, you know, the Patriots. Like, most are had a good game against the Patriots, so you could do it again, but they play the Chiefs, which I think we'd say is a tough matchup. They get the Jets twice. The Titans, who knows? The Titans can give anybody problems on any day with their defense. We've seen that. The Cowboys... And the Ravens and their playoff schedule, by the way, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens—that is, that is tough. That's a tough fantasy playoff schedule, a tough schedule down the stretch. And I just think, uh, you know, when HM comes back, hopefully after the bye week, I,
1: I think that's going to be a mitigating factor for Mostert too. Yeah, I'm just believing it till I see it. And I trust Mike McDaniel to continue to work with this offense and make it, you know, change up where they're getting hard looks on defense uh, and. I'll just continue. I mean, I think he'll be top 12 as long as he is on the field.
0: Hopefully he is on the field. All right. Daryl Henderson, trick or treat that he is startable. And you know, when I say startable, um, I, I should preface, a, preface this a little bit better. I hope it doesn't change your answer. I mean, like you want to start him as your RB two, not like desperation flex. Um, is he startable without Kyron Williams in the lineup?
1: I also put treat here, uh, I mean, first of all, he came in. I don't know if you've seen the All-22. He had an absolute like stellar block where it looked like the guy had not been yep. out of the league as of like three weeks ago. Yep. Uh, going back to before he was cut from the Rams, in the NFL, he is 28th in EPA per dropback when on the field. Uh, so he's a guy who helps his quarterback, he's a guy who gets things done. And then his usage last week was like exactly what Kyron was crowd Williams usage was. And I don't think either of us are big fans in the talent of Kyron Williams, but the Sean McVay offense is just feeding points to its running backs. And I mean, other than that, it's just Royce Freeman. I think week to week, Sean McVay is going to keep the one guy who's doing well. And I think that's Daryl Henderson. So next three weeks, or as however long Kyron stays on AR, I think Henderson's a good RV 2
0: Kind of wa- watching some of that game. I-, I admit I didn't see a ton of it because it was during the chiefs game, but I kind of thought Royce Freeman looked like the better player. Um, Daryl Henderson was like just running like he was shot out of a cannon, whereas Freeman was actually kind of like making decisions in, in the backfield. Now, Henderson is the number one guy until we're told otherwise, because that's what we just saw. But, you know, how like how how can we trust Sean McVay to, to keep doing it? You know, it's like I, I don't – I trust Sean McVay to make this role valuable. I don't trust Sean McVay – To keep this guy in this role, like we've seen it with this same player before, he's just gone, just like Cam Akers is gone. You know, like we we've seen it. So, but the good news is they're gone, and then you don't (laughs) start. All right, (laughs) that is true. That that is preferred over some options. But like I just like I think a lot. Like I think a very reasonable decision that people could be having to make is Daryl Henderson or Jalen Warren. And unless I'm shooting the moon, I think I'm just going with Jalen Warren and, and, and those types of – like. I I think he is more in the flex conversation. I don't mind starting him you know, as a flex, but I think there are RB2s that people probably have
1: that I'd prefer to, to go with. I'll, I'll just say that. It is no man's land running back though right now. I mean, yep. I think some of those conversations to like Gus Edwards or Daryl Henderson. I, I would take Gus Edwards. It, this is an insane flip on all of our conversations <laughs> over the last. Year. All right, here's here's one. Damian Pierce. I would take Damian Pierce. That is absurd. I will bet you that Damian Pierce scores less points this week than Daryl Henderson. This
0: week? Johnny, you yes. listening?
1: Johnny put it down. Johnny shook his
0: head, yes, for people who oh, God. all right, Damian Pierce. Uh straight up. Uh I, I will say, let's add a uh an injury. Uh clause to this contract where like if one of them gets hurt in the first quarter it's fine done. with me as long as it's not a headache. <laughs> All right. Let's skip ahead a little bit uh for Cohen who's been waiting for the Kincaid conversation for a minute here. Dalton Kincaid is he a top eight quarterback without Dawson not definitely not a top eight not a top eight quarterback. I was looking at Gardner Minshew's name right above him on my notes. Top eight tight end without Dawson Knox
1: in the lineup. Uh yes, uh, this is. We agree. Let's go. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it yet, but it's free, which I like. ESPN dropped their receiver tracking metrics, which have some oddities to it. Uh, the receiver tracking metrics also include tight ends. Oh, and if you I filter, have not looked. If you filter by tight ends, it's pretty interesting. So their tracking metrics overall: number one, no surprise here, Travis Kelsey. Number two, also no surprise here, George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Number three is Dalton Kincaid. Mm. And I know some people are probably listening like, well, he hasn't had that many snaps. Well, he only has five less targets than George Kittle. So as far as the qualified metrics are, he's fine. He has 0.5 less yards per route run than George Kittle. His open rating is higher than George Kittle at 70. His catch rating is one off from George Kittle. And then his yak is the only thing that him and Kittle differ significantly for that put him underneath him. Uh, and if you have watched how they've used Dalton Kincaid, there are probably more yak opportunities if he gets to play less in line and more out wide. Uh, so skills are there also above all qualifying tight ends. Only eight have had more than 75 yards per game. Uh, four of those go to Travis Kelsey. And one of those goes to Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has eight targets in the game. Dawson Knox goes out with this bill's defense looks absolutely horrendous. And they're going to need to throw the ball game to game. Uh, I'm betting on Dalton Kincaid as a rest of the season hero. Even
0: with Knox, I, I think the thing that we finally saw was he finally was getting targets down the field. Like, and when I say down the field for a tight end, it's like eight yards, nine yards, ten yards down the field, as opposed to like his A dot right now is four point three one, which Dawson Knox's is, is like three yards higher than that. But I bet you, it, like, I don't have a way to do this, but if you could look at just the game the other day, it is probably. Double uh, what his number is at four point three one right now. Twenty one percent target share for Kincaid when Knox is not on the field. Twenty percent target share the last two games. Like to just frame a reference. Twenty one percent is tied with Mark Andrews at fifth. If that were a a season long thing, and also Sam Laporta. So it he he doesn't have a touchdown yet. Like I I, I think it's coming for Dalton Kincaid. Um, he proved what he can do like if you go um just, just go to Matt Waldman's Twitter and look at some Kincaid videos he put up like he he looks good he looks like everything as advertised as a route runner and all that like I think he's gonna be right there with Sam Laporta for this next uh however long stretch without Knox and then once that does happen we'll see what happens with Knox when he comes back so Cohen I would not trade Kincaid hop and Warren for Laporta, I think you've got a very good starting tight end now in Kincaid.
1: Yeah, and for what it's worth, and obviously the volume's there for Laporta. I'm not going to deny that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ESPN tracking metrics have Laporta at 17 in tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would also rather bet on the receiving talent and the passing talent of Buffalo before I put my money in and all of that draft capital in on Jared Goff and the Lions.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, rapid fire these two here because I think they're pretty straightforward. Um, well, maybe not. Maybe the second one's not. Um, DeAndre Swift, top 15 running back, rest of season.
1: Damn you for making me talk about this. <laughs> we a, have
0: it all year. It's a treat. It's yep. whatever. De-
1: DeAndre yep. Swift looks good. They're using him well. The run game is efficient. He's getting a ton of targets, even though his quarterback is a rusher. It's all yep. there. I, yep. yeah,
0: yep. It's all there. It's all there. And he, all the things that, that I've kind of talked about, you know. The quarterback uh, taking an extra guy out of the box, so he's running against an advantage every time. Like Swift is made for the role where he doesn't have to make decisions. He just uses his physical gifts. And that that is what he's doing in Philadelphia. That's why it's working so well. Brees Hall, top five running back rest of season. Yeah. I'm call- I- go ahead. No, you go I- ahead. I- I'm calling this a trick, but I had to think real hard about it. And it's only because of the offense. Like Brees Hall, I have no questions about him from a health standpoint at this point, it's just all the offense.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thorne on Twitter, who's a big uh, offensive line guru, does a composite ranking of PFF ESPN and his.
0: That's the other and, issue.
1: Yeah. They have the, the jets <laughs> as the 31st best offensive <laughs> line only in front of uh, the New York giants. Uh, so yeah. Offense, big question marks. I don't really trust this offense to get things done. They also run that they, they're a really slow offense. They don't run a lot of plays. The volume's not really there. Uh, I was ready to argue this one, so I'm glad I didn't have to. But New York as a whole has overachieved in almost every offensive metric, even mm-hmm. with Zach Wilson. And when I say overachieved, I mean like they're living on a lot of pop plays. Uh, yep. Obviously, there was like a screen against the Chiefs with a tight end, that went which for 60 yards. Which
0: you know, um, when you have Garrett Wilson who can make like one or two crazy plays a game, and Brees Hall who can do that too, like you're you're gonna have pop plays, and it's gonna be more consistent than a lot of other teams. But yeah, I just. It's too bad the environment is what it is because both those guys should be top eight options easily at the position. Wilson, clearly not a receiver. Brees Hall, probably like top eight to ten at running back, but not quite top five. All right. Devontae Adams is not a wide receiver one rest of season.
1: This one was really hard. Yeah. Um, Because I went to ESPN next-gen stats and looked at their passing chart last week. Don't do it. If you want to, if you want spooky season, it's spooky season. Uh, in the first quarter, and I think this was clear, the Raiders decided that Devontae Adams was pissed and they needed to make him happy, uh, and they threw him a bunch of five-yard balls.
0: Yeah, and, and that's why this one's on here. Number one, he has four straight games of under 10 points, yeah. but I think people are probably really freaked out because it was like the ultimate squeaky wheel game, and then it just didn't happen. He also for what it's worth, drop the touchdown pass. So that, yeah. that
1: that's the thing. I'm putting Trick here. Like, if you had to ask me, he's a wide receiver, too, with high upside every week, I would rather start, like, Puka Dukua because I trust that that offense is going to God, work. Ama-
0: imagine saying that yeah. two months ago. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but, like, it, it is – with Josh McDaniels especially, He's. I don't think he's a good play caller. I think he's overrated. Uh, and – the quarterback rotation they're going with i don't know if you saw the press conference after the game they asked him what was going on he's like this isn't the preseason it's like bro you're the coach <laughs> like, if, if, if your players are playing like it's the preseason that's on you uh i very much expect the raiders to fire josh McDonald's in this season i expect it to be a puppy ride devontae adams will have 40 points a couple of weeks i don't think that's gonna, not gonna happen yeah. but without jimmy g in the lineup. And Brad Hoyer getting injured, I just—he's a wide receiver too, for me. Yeah,
0: and you know you—you you mentioned uh, Myers, so you're you're so you're saying tri- so. Basically, this would be a treat for you. Then you're not saying he's a top twelve receiver.
1: Oh, you're right. It's a treat, but it, it feels like a trick because <laughs> I, he should be a wide receiver one in like ninety five percent of the NFL offenses.
0: Yeah, um, I'm saying this is a trick, but I, I'm with you. That this one was really difficult and really. What it comes down to is number one situation uh, as far as the quarterback, the coach, all that stuff you just talked about. And then number two, you know, your who's that Pokemon guy, Jacoby Myers, has been awesome. He's been consistent. And it's not that he's better than Devontae, but in a bad situation where you have another very worthy mouth to feed, like it's going to be a bumpy ride for both guys. Now that pendulum will swing back. It'll be bumpy for Jacoby Myers at some point. Um, We just haven't hit that yet, but I think it's just going to be, it already has been, and will continue to be a more inconsistent and frustrating season for Adams than, than we've been used to with with him.
1: On a bad offense, it's easier to get targets when you're not getting double every play. And with the quarterbacking he has, they probably look at a double team and just say, no. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, 30% target share for Adams, 28% target share for Jacoby Myers. I probably have to go back to Jordy Nelson to find any, anything close to that kind of split for, for Adams.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it sucks. I still think he is like a top five wide receiver talent. Yeah. But oh, yeah. The situation in Oakland or in Vegas is abysmal.
0: Last one. Calvin Ridley is in the flex consideration instead of wide receiver two conversation.
2: Man,
1: <laughs> what happened? I missed the off where these things were fun, and I was I could be excited about players. Uh, I mean, this this is a treat for me. I, I agree with it. Uh,
0: this is a treat, but like there might be a razor blade inside of it, to where eventually it's a trick, but we just don't we just don't know it yet.
1: Yeah, I still don't believe we've seen. This is like the Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens situation. We still haven't seen. This is Calvin Ridley's route tree in
0: Atlanta in 2020. Notice uh, these areas shallow, kind of over the middle this is his route tree in Jacksonville.
1: Notice there's nothing
0: over the middle, you know, very little shallow. It is all sideline stuff. And that is why he's been inconsistent. And that is why it's a treat for now. If the usage were to change and, you know, Doug Pearson did the thing today or yesterday where it's like, we, we got to get Calvin more involved. He also said, you know, it was kind of a game plan thing. The Saints were really shading to him, and obviously they won. So it worked out, and Kirk had a nice day. And Kirk is, uh, of course, a very nice player. But, yeah, but yeah that, that's why this one's so hard, because it's about usage and not the player. And it's not about usage in a bad offense. Like, this is a good offense, good player.
1: Yeah, and I think the offense will get better. They still have had a lot of misses. I mean, Ridley's dropped a touchdown. He's also dropped what looked to be like a 40-yard gain. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he also, you know, last week was pretty wide open over the middle for what I think would
0: have been a touchdown, like a 40 yarder. And instead Lawrence threw it to a covered Agnew and
1: the pass got batted down. Yeah. So definitely like I would not be trusting him to lead my team to fantasy like domination, mm-hmm. but he's still worth a flex. I think this offense gets better. They even have their bye yet. Uh they also until last week, they played three games in 19 days. Like that's gonna do things to an offense.
0: And they league. were in London for two weeks. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So things will get better. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely don't think he's a wide receiver too right now for your fantasy lineups.
0: Yeah, and I agree. Um, but this is this is one that, like I said, it, it could change, but you know, we 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 just don't know. But it's not like this is a player who doesn't have that skill set to be used over the middle. It's just that's not how he's being used right now. Now, Christian Kirk is quite good, and he's the one getting that usage while Ridley is basically taking the attention and getting the hard targets on the sideline that are that are where he has to go up and win the ball. And that just that wasn't really his game,
1: no.
0: In a, in Atlanta, so hopefully, like I think, to get the most out of this offense, they need to. They can still use him that way, but they also need to get him the ball in some of those Christian Kirk situations because I like Kirk. I think he's really good. Like I still think Ridley is the more explosive player that can really like he he has the, the higher ceiling on those types of plays than Christian Kirk does. I would still
1: say. Yeah. So do I, I still think there's a lot of upside there and I still think it could come out.
0: But again, it also could just be like, maybe they maybe it just doesn't happen this year. You know, maybe, maybe he and the quarterback just never quite get on the same page enough. Cause like, you know, without knowing his route tree, like uh, I say, his route tree without knowing, um, like I'm looking at this route, trying to figure out which exact one was that same. Tour. He has had some routes over the middle, not enough. Like there have been some, but he, he's just, he has yet to be targeted basically directly over the middle this season so like you know maybe it's just they don't ever quite get on the same page in that regard whereas he and kirk uh lawrence and kirk kind of have that equity built up between the two but i don't know I, i i think better days are ahead but right now i agree wide receiver three consideration he is a lower slot percentage than george pickens in his reception perception uh profile which just you know would never have expected that
1: yeah I wouldn't have either. And it,
0: it's quite low. It's like 13%. Yeah.
1: I, he's per, he's just playing at the X perimeter spot, and hopefully they start moving him around if they think their offense is getting found out, which is Christian Kirk down the middle. Yep. All right, Dalton,
0: anything else to add before we jump out of here?
1: I think we had another question before we jump oh, we out Oh, we did. Here.
0: Oh, and I guess we do have to do the the quick dynasty talk. Oh, Randy really? Miller, uh, Zay Flowers uh, versus Waddle. Or Zay Flowers versus Arizona, Waddle Waddle versus New England, or Devonta Smith versus Washington. Uh, pick two. Uh,
1: flowers, no matter what. Should I would I,
0: I, before I, I would say um, keep an eye on the Jalen Waddle like health yeah. situation. That could answer this question for you. If we're assuming health, I think Waddle is my no matter what in in this if he's like healthy and we're feeling good about it. Uh, and then I'm, I'm going Zay as my second. Or are you going Waddle as your second?
1: Yeah. I mean, Waddle's due for a huge breakout game. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And then uh like, again, Eagles offense still seems like they're figuring a few things out and figuring those out include getting the ball to Devonta Smith. Uh So he's the guy that I, I am not starting, but he's also in a, a smash matchup against Washington. But yeah, Flowers and Waddle would be the two I start. Yeah. All right. Well, To anybody
0: not in the Dynasty League, we appreciate you so much for listening to this episode of the Half Point for Podcast. Give us a follow, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Half Point for Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube, Half Point for Podcast. We will answer questions as they come in the chat every week. We always appreciate those. Link to all of those things in the show notes, as always. uh, Also to the Spotify, Apple, anywhere else to listen to your podcast. Give us a five-star review. That is greatly appreciated. And now on to the Dynasty League, SFFL, or yes, SFFL, Lord, give myself a tongue twister there. Um, once again, Dalton, I just made the joke last week, our poor guy Noah, can't start the right quarterback, Cost him in his matchup, he falls to three and four. Now, Noah moves to take on J-Law, who is four and three after a somewhat surprising win, aided a little bit by uh, by injuries and and, and buys for, for Troll. But still, uh, a good day for j team, 105 points. Uh, let's first talk about how j team got here. <laughs> Trades, uh, what I think is going to be a top three pick. It may even end up being the Marvin Harrison Jr. pick. We'll see. Whose pick? Uh, is your pick, my friend. Your pick. For Jonathan Taylor and Devontae Adams, um, he also trades. Oh God, I'm having a hard time keeping track here. He trades uh, Sam Howell and Palmer from the Bucks, And also another first round pick, which is Noah's, which I think we thought was going to be a playoff pick. It might still be, but also could end up being like the fifth pick at this part. We don't really know. Uh, for Jared Goff, Josh Palmer, a two 2024 second round picks. And a 2024 third round pick uh, from you, so that's how J Law got
1: here. Um, yeah. JT, Derek Henry, Jared Goff, he has put to, and Devontae Adams, he has put together a win now lineup.
0: I really hope for his sake he wins now. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> For what it's worth, J Law four and three is still eighth in the standings. Obviously, there are more games to be played. Yeah. Um,
0: the 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 points for is hurting him. Um is there enough season for him to make up that difference? Unsure. The 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 question, Dalton, is you know, even though JLO's four and three, it, as you said, is such a tight spot in the standings, you know, Noah at three and four is ninth. Is this a loser leaves town game between these two? Is the loser of this like stick a fork in him, or is J Law bought himself more time than that at four and three?
1: Uh, well, the thing is, it is because J Law needs substantial points to catch uh, if he gets in a world, it, ha- it has to be
0: record for him, it
1: has to be record, unless he has some big boom weeks. Which right now, I don't know if they his team has it in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the meantime, even if Noah loses here. He could come out on top on points. I mean, he has an 80-point lead right now. Points for it. I don't think his team is slowing down anytime soon. And he would have a bigger lead uh, if he started Lamar Jackson,
0: <laughs> which well, I think he's doing this week. So hopefully, hopefully for him, uh, not picking sides in the game, but hopefully for him, the the quarterback decision is the correct one this week.
1: Correct. <laughs> um, and I mean, other than that, we have QB controversy brewing in Chicago. Uh, The controversy being that... Yes, to be clear,
0: not real life for the Bears. Uh, This would be uh, Brian, who has Justin Fields and Brock Purdy, and now one of the tanking teams, Rowdy, went and picked up every quarterback on waivers, but Zach Wilson.
1: Correct. And Zach Wilson, I have it on good knowledge, has a fab bid higher than Brian can afford. So... (laughs) Uh, there will be no quarterback for uh Brian's team this week. And he is also in a bad spot at only four and three and the seventh team right now in standings needing to win. Uh and again, if you can't start a quarterback and it becomes a points race between Brian and, and J Law, we have a terrible I mean, outcome. He he will week. sure
0: he will surely trade for a quarterback. But as Brian's opponent this week, I'm encouraging everybody, don't do that. Okay. I have it on
1: good notice that the league is boycotting trading a quarterback <laughs> to him this week.
0: We'll see. We'll see. All right. Anything else to add uh, on the league before we jump out of here for good, Dalton? No, nope. think we're good. All righty. That is going to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.